Sipping and roasting Yeah, that's what we do Set them up, knock them down Make that cherry glow Whiskey and cigars The gentleman's cologne Cheers, y'all. Sounds like a party just about to start, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio program, podcast, and video extravaganza known internationally Hi, Mom. as the world-famous Smoking and Toasting. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars, although today, a slight variation, because today is our annual pipe show. It's our pipe show 2023, and we're doing the show on location at the rail yard in Houston, which is actually right around the corner from our studio. But we planned to do a show here uh, several weeks ago when Docs was on. And uh, we wound up, just because of weather, we wound up deciding to uh, take it indoors. But Trey Melcher, who was on that show with us, is the proprietor here at the rail yard. A uh, fine, uh, 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 I don't know, what do you call someone when they choose really good shirts? He's one of those guys. <laughs> thank you, thank you. That is a great shirt. Uh, Trey is here with us. I don't know if you're a pipe smoker or not, Trey. I was I was telling Ian earlier, I actually have never smoked a pipe before. Okay. Well, so. Ian is great at pipe smoking 101, so he'll guide you through the steps. After today, you won't be able to say that anymore. Yep, that's right. And then we also have on hand with us for this show, uh, my good friend and business partner, Mr. Patrick Fant, yeah, who hello. is a pipe smoker yeah, well, and, and has one of the cooler pipes I've seen, by the way. You know, I had to have you, this pipe repaired. Yeah, because I broke the stem off. Oh no! Dropped it or something? Or no, no! I tried to get it out and it broke. I just cracked. Yeah, that happened. They time. fixed it and it's just as good as new. I don't know how they did that. It's pretty amazing. They custom carve those uh, stems out of a lot of times vulcanite is what they use. Yeah, <clears throat> and and it was this wood that broke. Oh really? Yeah. So not even the stem part, okay. Not, not wow. Well, part. what I like about it is that you can actually just set it down. Like you don't even have to have a pipe holder oh, for no. it. You can I just do set that it right and, down. And I go, well, or in theory, yeah. And just, I love it. That's cool. <laughs> and it stands right up. Look at that. I this, love this it. This may surprise you, but that style of pipe is called a setter. Uh, that does not surprise setter. me at all. <laughs> what surprises me is that you didn't say that like already, like ten minutes ago, <laughs> because you're so like in with the pipe info. You're so good I with do, that I stuff. do like the pipes. Uh, so uh, I will be struggling with my biggest pipe problem throughout the show, as I have with all the other pipe shows, which is keeping it lit, keeping it lit while I talk. Uh, <laughs> and, and so, Ian, I'm, I'm just formally asking you to do most of the talking on this show. Because I really want to smoke the pipe. So, <laughs> Our uh, show is number 357. It is our Pipe Show 2023. We are uh, on location at the Rail Yard in Houston. Trey Melcher, Pat Fant, our special guest, and big thanks, by the way, to last week's special guest, beer nerd and friend of the show, Joel Swift. Yeah, as that we was did super fun. For the first time ever, a non-alcoholic beer blind taste test. Wow. Now, you guys, wow. don't worry. I brought alcoholic beer as a palate oh, cleanser God. in between. Hey, that's been a really growing market. There's a lot of it options is. out there, even in IPAs, or I guess IPAs with quotes, right? And actually, I think the one, there were two, there were two beers that were outstanding. Ones. One of them was an IPA. Uh, it was from Sam Adams. It was their non-alcoholic IPA. 
did really well in the test. Yeah. And the other, we knew absolutely nothing about. In fact, it looked like I bought it to sort of throw an El Cheapo into the, uh, into the mix because it looked like a PBR or something. It was called Texas Select. Texas and you Select. know what? Mm. It was actually really good. Like, I would drink that. And also the Guinness. Uh, oh, Guinness well, you're right. I, I forgot yeah. about that. Yes, the Guinness, uh, the the Guinness, Guinness non-alcoholic is, is... I don't know if I can tell the difference if you put both of them next to it. Really? Yeah. 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 You know, so. I have to ask, speaking of Guinness, who was it that had the idea to have a beer company keep the world's records? <laughs> it does seem like a little bit of a. Uh, I've always wondered that maybe as the show goes on, we can shed we'll, some light. We'll, we'll try we'll to delve explore that, into yeah, that a little bit. In addition to delving into that, we will be doing some beer tasting on the program today from OEC Brewing Company in Oxford, Connecticut. We'll be tasting Triscoll. It is their oak fermented country style lager. So we'll see what you think of that. From Evil Twin Brewing Company in New York City. And these are the guys that always have the, the most creative yes, beer names. The names oh, are great. We'll be tasting their IPA called The Weather Just Went From 90 to 55 Like It Saw a State Trooper. <laughs> is, I'm not kidding. That's the name of the beer. And from a wonderful, wonderful brewery in Placentia, California, that's actually just called The Brewery. Oh, yeah. Their Sweet Magnolia Imperial Stout. So um, that and then, sounds awesome. Now the other thing here is that I did bring a whiskey for us to taste, and I'm happy to open that up and we can we can taste it. But I was wondering if perhaps Trey wanted to show off a whiskey because your whiskey selection here at the rail yard it's so good is really good. We were actually talking about this pre-show with Ian, looking at what would be something you guys maybe haven't seen before or it's been a long time. So I think we maybe have some ideas possibly. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll leave that to the point in the show when it comes up then and look forward to it very, uh, uh, very ardently. And we will, of course, as we always do, bring you the, uh, this week's installment of the most popular segment on the program, a little something we call Drinking News. And Drinking News is the segment where we bring you a story that is actually reported in legitimate media somewhere that may or may not be about drinking, but is always best enjoyed if you've been drinking. And today's <laughs> Drinking News teaser headline, The Most Ridiculous Place to Hide Your Meth. And we have that to look forward to. <laughs> Plus, uh, New Zealand is repealing their tobacco ban. We'll tell you about that. And uh, one Colorado craft brewery is buying two more. So uh, it's always better when you see craft breweries get sold if they get sold to another craft brewery. So we're excited about that. We're also excited about smoking pipes. And Ian has brought a lot of different pipe tobaccos here today. So I guess we'll be just doing a, I did. So, uh, an across-the-board tasting. I brought, I brought tasting, this huh? kind of for show-off stuff. This yeah. is some random tins of tobacco that I have. And if anyone is interested, we can open any of them. But I also brought some that I've that I've stored in these uh, little um, canning jars. Mm -hmm. And um, and I don't know if you heard that when I opened this one, but it actually popped. Oh, yeah. Because it's been sitting there, like, just in this jar for actually a few years. So some of this stuff I haven't seen in a while and i thought it'd be fun to just bring some different style things and we can try them and you can put your nose on them decide if you like them but i think i'm going in this is the uh christmas blend from peterson quite a few years back probably a 2009 or have you brought that one on the show before the christmas blend you remember? Uh, i brought a w larson christmas blend <laughs> okay so this is a different one right so this is a peterson i think 
Okay. We're going straight into the pipe on this one. All right. And then uh, you can pass that around once you get that uh, uh, taken care of there and uh, let, a, let, our, uh, let everyone else try the Christmas blend. I am smoking a it. Virginia uh, here. This is the Aurora. This is what I packed into my pipe before the show started because I knew that if I tried to pack it into my pipe after the show started, I wouldn't get to smoke any of it till the third or fourth segment. So, <laughs> there you go. Uh, so I went with the uh, went with the array. How's that smell, Pat? Smells better than Galveston. He says it smells better than Galveston. I have I have so. plenty more. So if you don't love the way it smells, there's 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 more. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. actually, I like the way Galveston smells. <laughs> I can't I can't really you know say that, but. Trey, this, this is better. Trey, we're out. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was saying I thought it smelled like Christmas. That, I mean, that's what I got. It was <laughs> it's, kind it's, of it's a little bit. I know what it's supposed things. to. Yeah. yeah. We are out on your uh, porch, and of course, Christmas in Texas is a little bit different. But today, as we're recording the show, it's absolutely gorgeous out here. Like the perfect day to uh, grab a pint of beer, sit outside, and uh, enjoy, or maybe some whiskey and uh, enjoy it. And you do allow smoking and pipe smoking on your patio out here yes absolutely Um, a while back the city changed their rules on certain things but yes outside it's always welcome Mm -hmm. very good very good well the rail yard was uh you know back in my younger days which you know weren't that long ago uh rail yard was a regular haunt for me so uh i i don't i don't get here as often lately as uh as i did back in the day but they've definitely upgraded the porch. That's just what I wanted to mention. This, this is a wonderful addition. Well, you had asked me the other day about the pandemic, and this was actually something we were working on right before the pandemic. And then while we were closed, we actually came into this. This used to be the end of the building, and we blew out the walls and um, it, it did this really beautiful mural. A friend of ours that works with Space Center Houston and NASA does a lot of interesting graphics and patches for them. Did this beautiful mural of the city from basically a clear lake, and there's a kind of nod to the space program, the shuttle flying over uh, all the way up to to the Galleria area. Yeah, Astro World. And you can see the Texas Cyclone. And then actually over one of the little Easter eggs in the corner over there is actually a smaller relief of the side of this building because my grandfather was in the convenience store business a long time ago. And so we kind of wanted to do an homage because we're actually sitting in one of the old locations. And shout out to the U-Totems there. I have to say, I remember U-Totems when I was growing (laughs) up. Yes. Well, and I remember the... the Establishment that preceded you here. Oh yes, which was one of Houston's legendary, uh, legendary uh, dive bars, basically. So, yeah, yeah, the Roland. The Roland, yeah. They had the, they, had, they were air conditioned. This, this air conditioning had a sign that said "large screen TV." Yeah, which uh, I remember, I believe, was a 19 inch. Uh, <laughs> at the time, it, it was large. I, yeah, it it, it was did large. become a rear projection. When I was here, it was a nice size rear projection. I don't know how large, but uh, if you remember those rolling around. <laughs> oh, I had one of those rolling ones. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, now, of course, you've got the uh, prerequisite flat screen. High Absolutely. It's uh, hard so. to hang the rear projection on the wall. You know, you know we I tried. I sure hope a train comes by while we're doing <laughs> Oh, well, that's one of the things that's almost bound to happen, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, that's actually one of the best parts. You know, the, the name being Rail Yard, people wonder why. So we are on a fairly uh, busy Union Pacific line. So you'll see Amtrak come by here. Actually, one of the first weeks we opened, I was here bringing in new TVs, and I felt like it was a really good sign. The Ringling Brothers <laughs> Circus train was coming through, oh, not right. in town, but I guess just transiting through, yeah. and that was a, that was, was that a one cool of the times train. that I jumped off. 
Might have been. Okay. <laughs> and uh, here we are now. And here we are now. Were you uh, wearing that little outfit? I think I was, yes. <laughs> you got me. You got me. Uh, so, Ian, we'll get to the tobacco because I'm going to be curious about your uh, impressions of it in a few moments. But with the moments that we have left in this uh, segment, I wanted to get to the mystery beverage. This is one that you brought. Is there anything before we taste that you want to tell us about the mystery beverage? Okay, this is not Malort. Okay. <laughs> then um, that's the first he just, test. He just has to say that I, now. I really am trying to bring mystery beverages that I think are fun. Apparently, every time I bring a mystery beverage, no one likes it. Well, I sure do like this one on the nose. <laughs> it's very, very pleasant on the nose. What are you getting on this? What are you thinking? Uh, you know, sort of that uh, darker, smoky, um, uh, malty uh, sort of uh, roasted uh, f- uh, flavors on the nose. Go ahead. Give it a try. What are you thinking over there, Trey? It has a really nice mouthfeel. I mean, it's obviously dark, but it, it's coming to me like a porter, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what we're... Mm-hmm. I agree totally. It seems like a porter. It is a porter. Okay. I was going to say porter. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Ian, then, uh, not that I'm not enjoying it, but uh, what is mysterious about this porter? Well, I just thought you might find some other stuff in there. Right. But no one's mentioned it yet. Well, oh, okay, I uh, I feel like there's a little cocoa. There's chocolate, yeah, some yeah. cocoa. Is that, are we on the right you know, path here? I brought it. Oh, oh. Oh! Hershey's chocolate. <laughs> now, you do realize that I brought this as a mystery beverage before. Did you? Yes. Oh, really the mystery <laughs> beverage so nice they really did it resonated. twice. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, but this, yeah, this is actually a wonderful beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe, maybe I brought it. And it wasn't a mystery beverage. Yeah. Maybe it was just something we tasted. But yeah, yeah. we I actually have tasted. I, it I mean, I brought a mystery beverage before. at one point in time that you wouldn't even. Um, Attempt to try, and then you That's brought correct. the same one and tried it. <laughs> so we've had uh, mingling a lot in Florida, and I like it okay, but I actually like this more than just yeah. their base yingling. Yeah, I, I agree. I, this is actually quite delicious. So a funny thing about yingling is their porter is fantastic, and this yes. happens to be their chocolate. Porter. Not what they're known for, but it's right. it's fantastic. Well, uh, uh, I dig it and would drink that on any occasion, but it's almost like a hot chocolate. So, uh, except it's cold. All right, we got to take a break, and we will be back. We want to talk about this tobacco. Uh, we want to get into the pipes a little bit here, and Ian can give us a little pipe smoking 101 uh, so that we can get Trey uh, up and running here. Uh, it's Smoking and Toasting, and we'll be right back. Welcome back at Smoking and Toasting. We are on location at the Rail Yard in Houston, Texas, where in just moments, Ian's going to walk through a little pipe smoking 101 basic and uh, kind of get Trey up and running here. But first, you put some interesting uh, smelling tobacco, so that Christmas blend, in your pipe. Christmas blend, and it's from about 10 or 12 years ago. Um, and, and you could store them in these jars as long as you seal them pretty well and have the right humidity in there, which is kind of nice i have a little humidity um element that's in there yeah. if you're watching a video you can see that that used to be stuck to the top of this but obviously um was too humid for that this right here is a it's a it's an interesting blend because it's got um it's got like some fruity it's got some flavor yeah, definitely some flavorful fruitiness. notes fruitiness like almost like some like, like a red cake fruit. yeah kind of thing exactly. going on and they, they do this, they take the uh, tobacco a lot of times, this is like a burly blend, and they take those tobaccos and they'll spray them with um, 
with some flavors they'll infuse them with some flavors to to give you that really nice room note That's and stuff like that what is yeah. a what does a burley blend mean well burley is a type of tobacco um and uh burley is a uh, on its own not very flavorful but it's kind of like a sponge it'll take whatever flavor you add to it and so it's the tofu of pipe tobacco. a little bit right so so you'll see these blends that, that when you see something that's a burley blend it usually means it's going to have some sort of specific flavors like this one has those those nice fruity flavors to it. Um, this one, uh, this accountant has definitely some uh, vanilla mm-hmm. and uh, and honey kind of things going on. Accountant is one of my more favoritist pipe tobaccos. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it smells really nice. Uh, that one, That's what I that one sits today. next to my chair in the house, and I always smell it. I love the way it Ooh. smells. Wow, <laughs> it's just you can smell it everywhere. It's you know, a lot of fun. So, like in our, our uh, opening song from our. Uh, uh, from our new uh, alternative smoking and toasting uh, opening, where it says whiskey and cigars, the gentleman's cologne. Uh-huh. I think that the pipe tobacco would be the gentleman's potpourri. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. You got uh, to sit oh, next to your chair. I'm 100% on it's that. working. Yeah, makes me feel like a longshoreman. <laughs> so if, you, if you reach in and you take a little pinch of tobacco out, just like so much here, and just drop it into the bowl of your pipe like so. Okay. I like your uh, stand over there, by the way, uh, uh, Cruz. That's a nice little pipe stand. Thank you. And um, Ian has a very cool one as well. Ian's more like a beanbag. That's the little. Oh, pillow. that's awesome. That's oh, yeah, I didn't pillow. see yours there. Oh, it's like a folding one, like a like a. Yeah. That's the on-the-go one. Yeah, because a beach lounger for your pipe. Because my pipe does not stand like Pat's does, so the I have yeah. yeah, this yeah. is cool too. <laughs> His doesn't need a stand. <laughs> so all I, all I'm doing with this is I took that pinch of tobacco. Now this particular pipe has kind of a small bowl, and uh, and I just drop it in there, kind of loose, and then I'm tamping it down just gently with my finger. With your gonna, finger first, right? Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mash it in there. You you want a little bit of air to be in there. It's not gonna burn properly if you pack it too tight. This accountant, you want? Yeah, you want to try? There's there's lots of stuff to smell here. So uh, if you find one, um, let's see. This is very leathery. And that one is oh. what? Called what? That's called Maltese Falcon by GLP. Oh, Maltese Falcon. Name. Yeah. A great name. I want to try just that. That one has oh, that wow. old yeah. bookstore kind of smell. Yeah, yeah. I love that. That's, that's the... part of what pipe smoking is supposed <laughs> yeah, to be. Yeah, man. Right? Where, where was the burly one? The burley mix? Well, that one's going to have some burley. This is going to have some burley. This is the Christmas one that you just tried a minute ago, I think. Okay. So. I just feel like you look like a roadside jam store here with uh, with your tobacco in these mason jars. And we, are, we are kind of like the old ladies that are talking about the jam. Oh, I've got boysenberry. Welcome to Ian's Apothecary here. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, <laughs> It'll cure what ails you. So we got about a minute left in this uh, segment. Do you uh, need so, more time to go through this? No, no. I was just going to say, I just touch it with, up with my finger, and then I'm going to light it with my pipe later. This is a, specifically, you can use any soft flame. But this is specifically a pipe later made by Zippo, as you can see on the video here. It has a standard Zippo uh, insert, but it has a circle cut out so that you can lay it on its side uh, on top of the pipe. pipe. Oh, wow. Yeah, and you draw that uh, flame right down into it to light your pipe. So these are a couple handy things. And then we also have this right here, which is the tamp slash poke slash scoop. This is an old school Swiss tool. And, uh, and I use the tamp and the poke quite a bit. And that's to help tamp it down once it's hot because that'll help keep it lit. All right, so we got to take a break. We'll be right back and continue that. Plus, we're going to get into some beer tasting as promised. I like beer. Uh, with uh, Triscoll. 
which is kind of like a Triscuit, but better. Uh, we'll be back with that uh, coming up. It is Smoking and Toasting, and welcome to Pipe Show 2022. <laughs> Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, hand-rolled cigars, and today it's about pipes as well. And as pipes. Ian pours this uh, next beer, uh, I will tell you about something that I just was thrilled to discover this year, uh, this week, and that is that the two-year-old New Zealand legislation that was aimed at completely eliminating the sale of any and all tobacco products huh. to anyone born after January 2009. Now that a new coalition government headed by the National Party has taken over, it looks as if that bill will be repealed. It was one of the first major generational all-out smoking bans, which meant anybody born after a certain date would, for the rest of their life, never oh. be able to purchase that's any tobacco. That's pretty wild. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Can you imagine being the older one that was just sitting there rubbing it in their right. face the whole time? Well, currently in New Zealand, anyone 18 years of age or older is legally to, permitted to purchase tobacco. But under that, uh, that legislation, uh, which was set to begin in 2025, not only would the minimum age increase to 19, but then the next year it would be 20, and the year after it would be 21, and the year after it would be 22, and so on. So that if you were not already grandfathered in, it didn't matter how old you got, you would never be allowed to purchase tobacco. Imagine the tobacco black market that would have created yeah. had it gone through. Th but it looks like it'll be repealed. I mean, what? Looks like it'll be repealed. Oh, no, so, how did that work if you came into New Zealand? I wonder. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know if they would, you know, confiscate things like they do with Cuban cigars at the U.S. border or, or not. I don't know if that's a part of the of the deal. But what it was really about is your right to legally purchase them. Wow. But again, this is going away. It's going to be repealed. So that's the good news. And we don't get a lot of good news on the uh, tobacco, on the tobacco uh, legal law front. thing. Yeah. yeah. So we'll celebrate what we get. Ian, do we want to try this beer first, or do you want to finish your uh, cigar lighting? Uh, I'm sorry, pipe lighting 101. Pipe lighting 101. Let's do the pipe lighting real quick. All right. We talk about the I beer. I knew you were going to make me wait for this beer. <laughs> <laughs> Have it your way. Take a sip. All right. Fair try enough. Try it out. Fair enough. We we'll get. <laughs> we'll get Trey all primed and ready for his... There you go. the name of oh. this beer again? Wonderful. This is called Triscoll. Triscoll. T-R-I-S-K-E-L. So I got a nice it, citrus. Oak yeah. fermented country style lager. Right. And it is from our friends at OEC Brewing Company in Oxford, Connecticut. Triscoll is a pale lager brewed using a traditional German uh, double decoction. Yeah. However you say that. I think it's mash. Uh, brewed using uh, Czech Pilsner malt hopped uh, with German Tetnang. Triscoll's fermentation starts um, in open tanks for one week and finishes three weeks later in oak. After lagering, it is uh, dry hopped using French Triscoll ops. Now, I will say that I really, really like this. It's really but good. But I'm wondering, like, Pat, my friend, is not a fan of IPAs. Is this too close to an IPA for you, or do you like no, this? No, this is wonderful. It doesn't taste harsh. It's not hard. It's it, not, yeah, it doesn't have any real heavy. bitter to it. No, there's a there's a crispy finish to it that's a little abrupt and in the best possible way. Right, it's, it's the good way. And though. it comes yeah. off a little like a hazy IPA in terms of the actual it makes your citrusy water. flavor. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Like it leaves your mouth watering, like that old Gator gum that you used to get at the 
yes, right yes. There by, uh, it feels really complicated because I feel like I got a citrus nose and then I got a taste on the front and then as it finishes it's, it's and more middle like, like finish. There's, yes. yes. there's also a little bit of a, almost a Cezanne style funk to it, like in the middle of it. But it's and, very, in a real good it's way. It's very mild. Though. It's very light yeah. um, and it's just something so different that I wouldn't expect in the in a beer that has the rest of the profile like this. Right. This this is a It's really a, good. And I had never come across this brewery before. This is the first time I've ever seen a beer from the OEC Brewing Company. So Ordinum Eccentrici Cocktores. So that's what OEC is, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I did not pay attention in Latin class. I was too busy <laughs> trying to learn Spanish because there was this Hispanic girl I had a real crush on. So it, I was, it just uh, means darn good beer. <laughs> this is good. This is no. This is this is an outstanding brew. Yeah, that actually is. It they, is quite they, delicious. They made me take Latin twice. Mm. I, I just was it any better the second time? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, I, okay. I got to sit next to the right girl. Oh, see, see, <laughs> this is what. See, if they would have understood what actually motivates right high school <laughs> boys, yeah. yeah, they could have gotten us to learn languages a lot better. A lot better. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, trying to learn about you know amor and uh, corazón and uh, things like that. <laughs> I was, you know, I, was, I knew what I wanted to do. The language, yeah, the, the language of love. Yeah, it's uh, hard. To to uh, use Latin in a very, um, I guess, intriguing way to yeah, it's, it's it's Latin is an interesting language. It's not a sexy language. Yes, yes. <laughs> it is, however, sexier than that's Cantonese. Of, that's one of those things. That is <laughs> not a sexy language. It's a it's a, 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 a it's a crazy interesting language. We need it's a sexy. Sh- no. Oh yeah. We need a T-shirt that says "Things that Cruz says." <laughs> Latin is an interesting language, but it's not a sexy one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, now, if you're an altar boy, I was all say, this stuff is thrown out. That's well, right. Yeah. I was going to say a lot it's a churchy, <laughs> it's a a churchy language. A lot of stuff is thrown out if you're an altar boy. I'll just uh, I'll just put it that way. But uh, anyway, Ian, uh, you were going through the steps of uh, how to correctly I'm, pack and light a pipe. Do you want to continue with that? I'm going to through it. I grabbed a second pipe that I'm going to go ahead and load up. Because you have he's how many just, pipes? He's just I'm, got them coming out of his pocket. How many pipes? I have? brought four here today. Oh, but how wow. many do you own? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> More than a carton of eggs? Yes. <laughs> when he was kind enough to let me use this one, too. No, no, no. I'm not letting you use that. That is your pipe. Oh, sir. well, thank you. Oh, well, wow, even nicer. Ian has <laughs> donated that to the cause. That's that wonderful. is your pipe, sir. So show him how to load it up and, and right. uh, smoke it. So grab a pinch of tobacco out of there. All right. I got some Maltese Falcon here. That's what I'm just putting my pipe to. I'm realizing. Just drop a bit in there. Yeah, you don't have to fill it up a lot. As a matter of fact, it's a good thing when you're first starting to just do kind of a half fill, you know? Right, right. Um, and that's that's fine to start. And then what I want you to do is I want you to put your finger in there and I want you just I want you to press it around the edges so you're kind of making it dome up in the middle. Oh, okay. Oh. okay? Don't that press light, the right? middle. Yeah, press just the edges. So you're pressing around the edges with your finger yeah. now, right? And that's gonna leave that's <laughs> gonna leave the pipe tobacco slightly domed in the middle, ish. That's the theory. Okay. Now I have big fingers, and this pipe fortunately has a large bowl. Uh, that's real difficult to do in this pipe, which doesn't have a large bowl. Mm-hmm. Once you have that done, um, you're. Think I have enough in here, or? Yeah, it looks good. Maybe I actually go a little bit more because of the way that pipe. You can still see the stem coming. Yeah, out. I noticed that. That was. Deep, uh, uh, go ahead bold. and cover that. 
So Ian, did your old man smoke a pipe? Yes. I uh, know he drank rum. You yes. said he drank really cheap rum. Uh, well, he liked all rum. He didn't just like cheap rum. He, he liked, liked any all rum, rum, including. But he did drink. Like if it had a if it had a, a ship on the bottle, he was probably going to drink it. <laughs> ship on the bottle. But he was a pipe smoker, right? So I assume this is probably where you learned. He was a uh, pipe smoker. Yeah, this is where well, you learned about pipes. Right? My dad had his own style of pipe smoking. He loved his um, Falcon pipes, where you could just take the entire bowl off and shake out the pipe and everything, and he would stick it in his belt. And because the stem was all made of metal, um, it would it would last. He just had it in his belt like that all the time. Um, but uh, it's a good carrying pipe. He was not saying. what you'd call an artist when it came to smoking. I mean, he was he was a guy that just you know, however it went in there, it went in there. It was fine. He lighted it and and went on about it. Um, and he always smoked a, a very uh, particular tobacco. Like whenever I smell that these days, it's, I don't even know if they make it. It was a Continental Club. Kentucky blend, Kentucky Club Continental blend. That's what it was, and uh, and it's very distinctive. But everyone around him loved the way this thing smelled. Now I, I notice you're using your pipe lighter. Right, I'm going to hand if, it off to him. Uh, okay, so you're going to let him use that. But you can also use a match or yes. or a more any, uh, any ordinary light, bic lighter. Matt right, just has a regular bic in his hand. It works just fine. Just don't burn your finger. Uh, remember which way the flame's going. Flames want to go up, and you're running it sideways. So but this is not a place to use this, my quad uh, torch that no, I use for. Do not use a cigars. torch; you will destroy your pipe pretty quickly. <laughs> oh, so that's good to know. So what I want you to do is, uh, I want you to take the lighter and light it, and then you're just going to lay it on the side across the top of the bowl, and then just start taking some puffs as you kind of move it around on the inside of the bowl, okay. and you'll find that it'll start to you'll start to get a little smoke, then you'll start to get a little more smoke. And when you get a nice big smoke, then I want you to set the lighter down. And I want you to take your tamp, and while you're puffing a little bit more, I want you to tamp it gently while you puff it. Okay. Okay? Just just gently. Okay. Just, you're just pushing it down a little bit. These steps right here, it goes by way faster than it takes the time to tell you, you know? <laughs> it goes by much, much faster than you think. What does the tamping do? Just keep it down? The tamping going? will compress the top layer that you've lit. And it'll it'll uh, ignite some more of the tobacco the underneath it a little I bit. I did not. Uh -huh. I've never done that before. You're not tamping properly. Tamping it while it's tamping it while lit? you puff well, just a little. This bit might there. be one of the reasons why I have trouble staying lit because that's not something <laughs> that I do. So uh, I'm going to start doing that. Needs now. to be more tamping going on. Yeah, and I'm then give it a little now. tamp and then relay it one more time. And generally speaking, your your pipe should stay lit pretty well after you do that. <laughs> You're going to light it twice. When you light it once, so to speak. Is that is where the city of Tampa got its name? Tampa? I yeah. think so. Oh, see, you went nice it, with that. It is a big, it, I mean, it's a big tobacco like city, but Tampa. I think it's more cigars. Tampa. And then just yeah. do a gentle relight and give yourself some big, deep uh, puffs through it. Just make sure you don't inhale. I love the city so. of Tampa for two reasons. One, because of its cigar heritage. Yes. And two, because Tom Brady played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers oh. for a couple of seasons. There you go. Now you see how the smoke's a lot fuller now. So just yeah. puff. Yeah, there you go. Just puff and let it out. And tap. And then, and then you can set it down for a second. Okay. And you should be getting oh, some flavors it. out of that. Was that a Frank Zappa song? Well, I'm a tamping fool. a few times. <laughs> <laughs> so the question is, though, how, how does that taste to you already? What are you, what are you feeling on that? I was starting to get a little bit of it, but I hadn't fully got into it yet. And I think okay. the flame went out. So yeah, relight it a couple times. Yeah, there's and, no shame to relighting your pipe, right? Yeah, relighting a pipe is just part of the game. With a cigar, you don't want to relight a whole bunch of times because no, you wind up getting harsh. You can get a you can get a bad 
relate penalty on a cigar, but with pipes in general, it's the tobacco just stands up to it really well. You can relight it many times. Is a pipe that you've used a lot generally better in the same way that a cast iron skillet can be better yes, if it's been pipes, used? Pipes will season. Mm. And um, and once your pipe is more seasoned, it's going to stay lit better. It's going to taste better overall. So, <laughs> did you? Take I got it? it. I did get. I did get. Well, you know what? I need to get some to flavor. Yeah, right? I did get some flavor. So, yes. Let me let me borrow this. Watch me on this. Watch Big draws. Oh, he's keeping the he's flame going. on there longer. That smells yeah. great, by the way. He's going like a freight train. And one train. of the great things about pipes and this is probably more of a pipe thing than it is a cigar you thing there's a little less fl- uh, smoke coming out but this time go do that in front of the train mural over there right. so it'll <laughs> make the smoke real <laughs> smoke gets real oh yeah 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 oh. uh, i was oh, just wow. gonna say one of the things about pipes is that you are more likely to have people around you if you're smoking a pipe comment that they like yeah the, uh, the smoke than with yeah. cigars, although you're it does right. happen now, with cigars. But keep in mind but too you're right. that this is basically a little stove now. So if you find that it's going out a little bit, you could put two fingers across the top and carb it a little bit. Oh, there you go. Oh. Like a choke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it works. And draw through it, and you'll get. Now that's big. You see, now your smoke's getting nice and big, right? Oh, I've big never smoke. Tried that before. Try not to set the uh, room on fire with your cigar, <laughs> with your uh, pipe lighter. That's one of the other rules of, of smoking. But um, So, Ian, um, there are obviously uh, here in Houston several of the tobacconist shops that do a nice job of stocking pipe tobacco. You can also find it online. I get a pipe catalog in the mail every mm-hmm. once in a while that yeah. has about 42 gazillion uh, pipe uh, uh, tobacco styles. In one of our next segments, maybe you can break down for us, like, what are the basic styles of pipe tobacco and what's interesting or or different about uh, each one? I don't know if we have time we to go can, into it in this can, segment. But. We can talk about how close are we on this segment. Uh, we got two. Not with two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, that's it. I'm always watching the clock. Uh, so that's, uh, that's something we'll look forward to talking about. And uh, so I've been tasting the uh, uh, Maltese Falcon. What should I taste next? And and um, what what is it like? Oh, and how did you like that? By the way, I, I like very it a lot. leathery, very it's very uh, yeah. Um, like you said, leather bound books. This is and, an English style tobacco, a bookstore, English style tobacco, mm-hmm. and and uh, I know we're going to talk about this in the next segment, but English style means essentially what? Oh, well, English style is usually uh, Virginia tobacco with right. um, with some Perique a lot of times in it, and. Um, I'll have to uh, look it up during the thing. But thank you for being our resident to, uh, pipe tobacco <laughs> expert, by the way. But uh, but that's that that blend is always going to have that leathery kind of mm-hmm. uh, uh, the the more like the savorier side of sure. And of that's probably what I tobacco. like. Yeah, because that harkens to what I like more in mm-hmm. uh, in cigars as well. So uh, all right. So I tell you what, we will uh, we will wrap up here and take a break. Still to come on the program, we're going to tell you about some cigars to watch for because there's some interesting things coming out between now and the end of the year. We had some good cigar legal uh, news. We have some bad cigar legal news. So we'll pass that along for you as well. And we're going to try uh, one of the whiskeys from the bar here in uh, in one of the upcoming segments. And I think you guys have been conferring between segments about <laughs> what we, what that might be. So I'm excited. 
excited to see. Plus, more beers on the way. Evil Twin Brewing's IPA with the long name, the brewery's Sweet Magnolia Imperial Stout, and more. We are doing the Pipe Show 2023. And we're on location at the Rail Yard, one of the coolest places to sit outside and smoke pipes in Houston. Agreed. And do a lot of other things, too. Uh, and we'll be doing more of that coming up. It's Smoking and Toasting, and we'll be right back. In the beginning, I saw the story go. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. What, what, were you chewing me? I was just going to say, the room note on that thing is so oh. good. All right, so you gave me this tobacco a little bit ago. This is... Uh, from this one, tell me about it, uh, Ian. Oh, so this is Chelsea Morning. This is a um, oh, I like it. Yeah, this is this has got uh, uh, Latakia or Latakia, depending on where you put the uh, where you put the em- emphasis, the emphasis right? on which syllable. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's got some also some Oriental uh, style tobaccos in there. This it's is, it's this got is a, a really savory. nice room note, and it's really nice on the uh, like tingly on the tongue too, which I like. Yeah, and then also, um, so uh, like some of these tobaccos are cut differently as well. You'll notice some of them have bigger pieces. Some of them are cut ribbon style. Mm-hmm. Some of them are. Uh, I have noticed that shredded. The, they they have different consistencies, and that changes the way some of them burn as well. There's tons of. <laughs> well, I'm really interesting to see how this one pairs up with this next beer. This is from Evil Twin Brewing Company. Uh, they are a brewery out of New York City. Thank you. That sounds great. Yeah. They're a brewery out of New York City that is known for two things. One, making really excellent beer. And number two, for having some of the most interesting and certainly the longest names of any beers out there. Some yes. people just call their beer like Pabst. The weather or, just went from 90 to 55 like it saw a state trooper. That's the name <laughs> of this IPA. So we're going to be tasting this. They do a lot of hazies. Uh, so we'll see how everybody likes this. But I'm... I'm, of course, the big Hazy IPA fan, so I'm looking forward to it regardless of what you guys think about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, this is this is right up my alley, at least based on what it looks like. And I'm going to guess. Oh, yes. It smells good. What it smells like. Well, it smells very citrusy, as most hazy and juicy IPAs are prone to do. But some of them use rather unusual and interesting hops. And uh, they may add a little funk or a little dankness to uh, to the whole thing. Uh, I'm not picking up a lot of that on the nose here. We'll see once we get to tasting it. But uh, I don't well, think the- I've asked you, uh, Trey, what, what style of beer are you the most interested in, generally speaking? I, I really... I like light lagers, but I also really enjoy some of the Hefeweizen, some of those German styles, right. a lot of Weinstephaner's product. Everything they make is amazingly nice. balanced. And, nice. Uh, their Hefeweizen, obviously, but the Vitus, some of their darker ones are great. Uh, but uh, some wit beers, I like the Belgian-style oh, wit. Nice. So, yeah, you're, you're really into the more sort of traditional European styles. I think so, like. because I also really love, we went to um, a Formula One race years ago in Montreal, and I got to try a lot of Unibrew's products. And they make oh, yeah. Le Fendemont, Blanche de Chambly, uh, Maudit. They have some really nice styles, too. Well, this beer is absolutely nothing like that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is a uh, really juicy, though, hazy IPA. And I have to say, on, on first taste, I love it. It's good. This is uh, coming in at 6.5% by volume um, using uh, double dry hops with Citra and Galaxy. Just keep refrigerated, drink fresh. It's, it doesn't have a whole lot of other information on there. 
but uh, it is is really nice. It's, it's not super complicated. Mm-hmm. It's fairly straightforward with citrusy, uh, juicy notes, but it is just so wonderful on the palate. It's really easy to drink. It's really interesting for a bigger IPA. How uh, how on the middle of the palate, there's a there's a malty sweetness that happens mm-hmm. and then kind of washes yes. away. Yeah. It's it's very well balanced. Like you get this this IPA fresh floral thing right up front, and then it goes into a fruity thing after the 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 middle round sweetness goes away. It's really really nice. Well done. Not lingering. Not. Um, and I think that may be one of the reasons I like it because I love both of those IPA styles: the floral, and then the the juicy citrusy. And this kind of manages to get both of them into one beverage, yeah. And without leaving a weird resiny. It's a little uh, more floral uh, on the nose. I get yes, that. for sure. It's it's almost more floral than it is uh, citrusy. And then you swallow, and you take a sip, and you swallow, and you're like you get all that juice. Mm. Makes it really interesting. I likes me the juice. Well, and I will say, from not liking IPAs, as I mentioned previously, you guys have done a really good job of getting me on the gateway to IPA. That one we tried a couple weeks yeah. ago, I actually liked. Didn't have that bitterness that I associate mm-hmm. with a lot of that hoppy. Right. This one was great. And even that pale ale, which I guess is not necessarily the same thing, but kind of walking towards it. But it's, it. it's right. in that general family. I, I've though, enjoyed yes. all of them. I would drink them floating down the river with you, uh, as you like to say, right? There you go. Exactly. Have you ever smoked a pipe? Floating down the river. Never a pipe floating down the river, but I'm loving looking over at Terry with the pipe in his pipe hand and the, and the beer in his <laughs> hand. A pipe and a he mic looks and so a beer. happy. Yeah, <laughs> this is a wonderful. I I do like this beer. This is great. And it pairs well with this pipe. Yeah, I, really this is multitasking at its finest. Which tobacco is uh, Terry's? Okay, the accountant's a wonderful tobacco. I love it though. You've got the all the fingers going, and (laughs) the accountant was one of my first favorites when I uh, started smoking uh, tobacco. The accountant is is one of my absolute go tos. It smells so good. The room note is fantastic, and then on top of that, it goes with almost anything. It's great to start with. It would be hard, I think, to find something that doesn't go with it. Uh, So I just wanted to mention we still have drinking news coming up on the program, but that's not all you have to look forward to, ladies and gentlemen. We have breaking. Nicholas Cage news Ooh. that we will get to on the program because if Nicholas Cage is in the news, we're going to cover it. That's yeah. just we're going to drink. That's just an unspoken promise yeah. here at Smoking and Toasting. So we'll be back with all of those things and more pipe tobacco. The pipe show continues, and we're uh, on location at the rail yard. And this is Smoking and Toasting. Friends, it's smoking and toasting. Our program's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We are on location at the Rail Yard, which is one of the uh, one of my more favorite Houston establishments for drinking and, place and smoking cool. on their uh, patio as well. So we're smoking pipes today. Ian has been uh, has been uh, schooling us a little bit on on pipe culture and how to do it, and that's always important. We always kind of review that in the pipe shows because uh, I, I think there are, I, I think pipes are just not nearly as common as cigars, no. so people uh, may be interested but not know how to do it. So it's but nice to be more, able to. There's a little more care, uh, like and and technique and stuff that goes into the the smoking of a pipe. Like just just figuring out how you want to pack it and how you want to light it. There's some generalizations. Yes, but it t- it takes a little bit of doing to make it always you know to for make sure. it always happen for you. Well, and um, when you're brand new at this, you know it just it's it's one of those things that if you're not willing to go through that. That uh, process, then, um, then maybe a cigar is easier. You just light it and go, right? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, the nice thing, though, about a pipe is once you get the hang of it, if you want to smoke for 10 minutes, you could put a small, you know, less than half a bowl in there and smoke it and enjoy it. If you want to smoke for an hour, fill up your bowl, you know, and relight it whenever it goes out. It's fine. Absolutely. You know, it's real, real nice like that. Well, we're going to be pairing pipes and pipe tobacco and some whiskey today because one of the outstanding things about the rail yard is they have a very impressive selection of whiskeys in their uh, in their arsenal, shall arsenal. we say? Yes. Yeah, uh, the inside arsenal. the uh, inside of the bar. Is whiskey a personal passion uh, for you? I think it has become over time. I, I actually started my journey more with rums and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, but they I got into, I, I feel like I got into Irish whiskeys and then just the basic Canadian crown. I like the sweeter profile. But then my um, girlfriend, now wife, really liked this, uh, bourbons and kind of took me down that path. So just I think the weeded bourbon profile my is my favorite. My wife is a whiskey girl, too. Straight she whiskey likes bourbon. Your wife does, yeah. yes. Bourbons. It's a fairly uh, large segment. You know, I think a lot of people don't think about yeah. it, but there's a lot of My women that... loves rye. Yeah. And as I recall, Beth on Yellowstone is a big fan of the whiskey, too. Yeah. So... Any, anytime Beth on Yellowstone is throwing Beth it down. Beth likes it, I'm in. That's right. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, oh, uh, so we're going to try some whiskey. I don't know which one you're going to try first, but Ian, if you guys want to go ahead and get that ready, I uh, you can be doing that while I bring you. And this has gone from being just something that occasionally happens on the show to now, ladies and gentlemen, an official segment. Not only do we have drinking news, but from time to time, we will update you on the myth, the man, and the legend, Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage on the news. Nicolas Cage, what you gonna do? I like it. That's our Nicolas Cage segment song. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the amount of time I spent writing the lyrics on that, Yeah. It, it, these things take a while. I understand. You, you were I, up all night. I appreciate your artistry. Uh, I, I had he to told him five own. minutes before the show. The thing about Nicolas Cage is that he he doesn't always make sense, <laughs> but he's always interesting. <laughs> and we can put today's Nicolas Cage news into that uh, into that exact category. Apparently, Nicolas Cage is not only an actor, but he may be some sort of a scientist as well, because he has determined. That he has, and I'm not making this up, just like in Drinking News, we're not making it up. He has determined that he has memories in his brain from more than 59 years ago. Oh. And for a 59-year-old, that is quite a feat. That's a heck of a thing, yeah. He was on the Late Show with Stephen Colbert and answered a question about his earliest memory. And by the way, any time that you see... Nicholas Cage is going to be a guest on any talk show, even if it's not one you like. Watch it. Watch oh, yeah. It. It's worth it. There's entertainment it's worth it. happening. Yes. Uh, he was on the uh, uh, Stephen Colbert show, The Late Show, <laughs> was asked about his earliest memory, and he said, and I'm quoting here, let me think. Listen, I know this sounds really far out. <laughs> He doesn't need to say that. <laughs> and I don't know if it's real or not. <laughs> also doesn't need to say that. But sometimes I think I can go all the way back to in utero uh -huh. and feeling like I could see faces in the dark or something. In vitro. Mm. <laughs> nice. Things I were dark. I know it sounds powerfully abstract, Nicolas Cage said, but that somehow seems like it maybe happened. 
now that I am no longer in utero, which is exactly something that Nicolas Cage would say. Now that I am no longer in utero, I would have to imagine it was perhaps vocal vibrations resonating through to me at that stage. That's going way back. I don't know. That comes to mind. I don't even know if I remember being in utero. But that thought has crossed my mind, end quote. Thoughts? Yeah, I have thoughts. Yeah. I mean, that, Charlie Murphy. Yeah. This is some Charlie Murphy going ways there. Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> Ian, song please. <laughs> By the way, to give you a little science, <laughs> testing of fetuses in the womb does show the ability for the tiny baby to start having memory recall around week 30 of gestation, even if the recall only lasts for hours. Nicolas Cage has somehow been able to remember it for 59 years and I, I like the way too he says he's no longer in your now that he's no longer in yeah. you 59 yeah. years later now that I'm now no that longer I'm no longer in, in, in that seems like something you could say but like an hour after that's but. such a Listen, Nicholas this case, sounds so. like a really weird conversation Stewie from except, Family about Guy Nicholas Cage? except for the fact that you just said from Nicholas Cage right exactly <laughs> I, that guy's so strange 59 years and some change yeah yeah exactly uh, well, none of the science explains a 59-year-old such as Cage remembering vocal vibrations and dark faces from being in his mom's womb, but it is a cool story. He could remember Beach Boys records. That's absolutely right. <laughs> That's impossible. Uh, yeah, and no one should. So uh, let's, uh, no, uh, uh, you know, Pet Sounds, fine. Anything before that, forget it. Not anymore. Not, not, not what about worth. the stuff they did for Cocktail in the 80s? Uh, you, you, you can forget that, too. Well, Kokomo. Kokomo, Kokomo makes me want to go to the Kokomo's islands. Nice, yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty cool. All right, I, I don't even pretty, know what to say anymore. Uh, that was your Nicholas Cage <laughs> update. There will be more, perhaps not every week, but knowing Nicholas, this won't be the last <laughs> thing is, he says. It's not the that last time we hear from him. Some coverage, yes. So, cheers to Mr. Cage, uh, Ian. And I don't know why Nicholas Cage became a thing for the show, but over time <laughs> he just, just has. He just keeps coming up in conversation. Yeah. yeah. All right. So what are we sampling here? Uh, and this 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 is from the the bar here at the uh, rail yard, correct? So this is the Old Forester oh. bottled and bond. This is the eighteen ninety seven. Is that what it is? Yes, it's eighteen ninety seven. So. 97. Old Forester, I didn't know this until we actually went to Old Forester, you know, and they built this beautiful distillery in downtown Louisville on what they call Old Whiskey Row. Mm -hmm. They actually were one of the few, uh, I guess you would say distilleries, that made it through Prohibition with the medicinal license. So they were a really old, and in fact, actually, I was just reading. Medicine. Daddy needs some medicine. So back in the wild days of whiskey in the late 1800s, when everyone, you know, was doing it, Old Forester was out there doing it. But uh, there's some great uh, promotional materials at their distillery that show these different whiskey for what ails you and that sort of thing because only certain people got a um, license to continue making whiskey during Prohibition when right. when the Volstead Act came but in. But they didn't have to shut down. No, no, that, you're right. Exactly. So so it, a lot of them did. I think Beam actually well did. It definitely sore throat. Yeah. Yeah. Works so, pretty well on a cough, too. So that was... Uh, so, a co- so it's interesting because... Several distilleries were able to apply for this municipal license. Volstead Act comes in, and they can still make 
whiskey when no one else can. So then when the repeal act was coming in, they kind of had a jump on everybody else because they were already making whiskey and a lot yeah. of other people couldn't. They had to get back into the game. So there's a couple. I don't know. There's several others I'm blanking on at the moment, but and, and Old Forester's definitely one. You can't make aged whiskey like on day one. Right. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I just like to point out, I love hanging out with people who say things like, I didn't realize until I went to Old Forester. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that makes me feel like I'm, I'm hanging with cool people, you know? Also reminds me, by the way, the, the story about them not having to close during Prohibition reminds me of a song I have on one of my playlists uh, by an artist I love named Tim Shue. It's called Morrison. And the line in it that I love is where he says, because I feel like Morrison, like I need my medicine. And that's what this makes me think of, because Daddy needs his medicine, needs and it's medicine. Old Forester, and I kind of feel like Morrison when I drink it, you know? And today, Mama needs her medicine. <laughs> I've seen that more and more, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, well. Well, this is so good. Like, I'm, so, I'm such a fan of all the Old Forester expressions. They, they just they cannot disappoint, it seems, like everything they make across their whole line. Oh, that's very smooth. Well, and so, and so with this, this is considered the Whiskey Rose series. I think there's an 1870, I want to say, an 1897, a 1910, and a 1920. And they celebrate different years within Old Forester and I think within the whiskey business. But with the Bald and Bond, I don't know if a lot of people know that. That's become, like, I feel like more it's of a kind popular of a thing, yeah. kind of a thing. And apparently I was reading that they actually introduced it in 1870. They were I think the first Bottled and Bond? Apparently they introduced the well, concept. because the government has to regulate yes. Bottled and Bond yes. for to be legitimately bottled and bonded. Bonded warehouse, 100 proof, one distillation season, and one distiller from one distillery. Uh, so I think that the reason that came out was I think there were a lot of fly-by-nighters probably in the whiskey business oh, yeah. in the 1800s. People refilling right. the bottle, and, so to speak. Yes. Yeah, so then if you had a government-bonded warehouse, I think people felt like quality control was a bigger issue. So I think this style obviously has to fall within those guidelines of the bottle you know, and bond and celebrate that. Um, interestingly enough, when I went to uh, Angel's Envy uh, a few years back... i just like to point out, I love hanging out with people who say <laughs> things like, interestingly enough, when I went to Angel's Envy... <laughs> <laughs> Which I will say, I'm down the street, cool sort of, yeah, right from down, right Old Forester. Much, right? yeah. um, one of the things the guy mentioned there, he's talking about the Bottle and Bond Act. He goes, man, listen. He goes, uh, you know, we make great whiskey, but here's the thing about the Bottle and Bond Act. If you're looking at the bottom shelf at your liquor store, and it says Bottled and Bond, or Bonded Whiskey, it's probably pretty good. Mm. It doesn't, oh, yeah doesn't matter what the price is mm-hmm. and i'll be honest with you bottled and bond old granddad pretty damn i good. was about to mention old granddad yeah, that's a wow. beautiful bean product it's fantastic so like it's one of those things you start taking the snobbery out of it you know it doesn't have to be a 90 dollar bottle it doesn't have to be a 47 dollar bottle whiskey as medicine <laughs> also you, whole different category it's for what ails you <laughs> and it should be right? i'm sad whiskey <laughs> I'm happy. Whiskey. I twisted my knee. Whiskey. Which reminds me of what uh, our engineering producer, Terry, both says about when he goes to pick up his kids after the show. And they're, they're like that line from The, uh, the Simpsons. And, Daddy smells like sadness. <laughs> <laughs> That's because he was taking his medicine. Yes, I was taking my medicine. Before right. I had there you go. go. Exactly. Uh, well, I'll tell you, this is uh, really, it's, it's really a medicine. wonderful whiskey. And it, and it 
it definitely lets you know it's hundred proof. That's the that's the other. Oh thing. yes, as you could tell, this wasn't eighty it's proof big. from the very it's big first. And beautiful swallow. though. Yeah, but it's got just wonderful uh, notes. I, I I just pick up so many interesting things there, mm. and then I go, "What was that?" I'm gonna have to take another sip and uh, just to uh, this to one. Continue this to, one to is like cinnamon, and then on the retro hail, especially a little bit of bubble gum. Yeah, a little bit of bubble gum, and there's actually a little bit of uh, of of that. Um, thing that you get with some rums and some tequilas that are really good where you get a little bit of that uh, almost molasses uh, vibe to it where it's just kind of dark and sweet a little bit in the whole thing. Now I see uh, that you're putting a drop of water into yours. What, is that, what does that do to this particular whiskey? I actually haven't had in a while so I was going to see what it does. In general, it, you know, I always like to try them neat just to get the full flavor but sure. then the water really kind of opens up um, usually the the barrel and that sort of thing so uh, there was years ago though one particular whiskey i don't know if it was a port finish or not and they said don't ever add water to it because then it just goes all ethanol hmm. and i and i for what? darndest can't huh. think of what it is now and so every time i put water into whiskey i'm like i hope it wasn't this one <laughs> and, every, and every time i fill up my car i'll think of that now yeah, with this little sign that says ethanol that all was right. everclear yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah putting water in everclear doesn't help much no, uh, no. we're going to take a break uh we'll be back with a Another, uh, another expression of Old Forester, and uh, more about pipes mm. and drinking news all on the way. It's smoking a toast. So nice. Smoking and Toasting. I am really enjoying today's show, and it's great because uh, my business partner, Pat, who also loves pipes, is here on the show with us today. Hey, thanks for having me. This and, is great fun. And he just remarked that now he understands why I don't like to set up Zoom calls after the show is recorded on the day we record the show. Because <laughs> we're doing 100 proof whiskey here yeah. and uh, have more beers now to come. I get it. Yeah, yeah. So, but, uh, but this is my most enjoyable day of the week. I yeah, the, 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 the decision-making process gets a little awkward, but the conversation yeah. <laughs> goes on and on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and speaking of going on and on, we have drinking news coming up, but I want to, before we do that, I want to get to this other, now we have just had one expression of Old Forester, the, uh, 1897, is that right? Yes, 1897, bottled and bond. Prohibition style, bottled and bond. And this is the 1920. So what, does that just mean that this is newer? No, what the does earlier it mean? one is the bottled and bond. This okay. one is the prohibition this style. Yes, this is the prohibition style. style. Gotcha. So what uh, Old Forrester would like for you to know is that 1920 was the Volstead Act. We mentioned it, I believe, in the last segment. Yes. Uh, the uh, act that created prohibition. And that they were one of the six distillers in Kentucky that had the medicinal license and kept distilling throughout. So apparently this style they've had for... I, I believe uh, pre-prohibition. It's one of the very few whiskeys that has been made pre-prohibition, prohibition into now. It is bottled in at 115 proof because they Ooh. said in the 19, I guess 20s, everything had to be 100 proof bottled in bond. Right. But uh, kind of a shout out, I guess, to the Angel Share, the 15 right. proof that they lost. So that is where the 115 comes in. 100 so plus 15. Just out of curiosity, when they kept their license for medical purposes. Was it kind of like the states that have like medical marijuana where you can go and get 
Dr. Vinny Boombots to write you a prescription. <laughs> That's my Oh, my toe hurts, doctor. Yeah. Uh, I definitely need some uh, medical marijuana or medical some old Forrester. Yeah. I, I believe that. That's my understanding. Yeah, you would go to a doctor and have some ailment of some kind, yeah. and the prescription would be, okay, we're going to prescribe uh, certain milliliters or whatever of this. I love yeah. certain milliliters. And then you go to, I guess, an apothecary of yeah. some sort, and they would sell you that prescription. Show them your and paperwork. That was a control. Yeah, show them your paperwork. So here's the deal, doc. I know you prescribe that to me to last like three weeks but yeah <laughs> to paraphrase the it's great, only one bottle that toenail has not grown back yet. <laughs> to, to paraphrase the great christopher walken i got a fever yeah. and the only prescription is old forester <laughs> so you see in a lot of the ads though where yeah. they're like ask your doctor i mean right. kind of like the older pharmacy you know the now pharmaceutical ads about ask your doctor if this yeah, is right your, for, if old uh, forester, forester is right for you there you go <laughs> old forester you brown and different side effects include nausea dizziness loss of bowel control and well, awkward but conversation I, I was just about i was just about to say <laughs> and possible this, regret this may have some side effects but they can't be nearly as bad as the ones i keep hearing about on those ads on tv yes no sudden death what yeah i yeah i can't even imagine I mean, if that you side, or anyone that side you effect know, sucks yeah if you or anyone you know has died from this wait if you know you've died from this. Yeah, right. <laughs> well favorite, i love when the side effects are what you are taking the drug for oh yeah exactly yeah. yeah yeah and and my other favorite thing is that they apparently legally have to say don't take Old Forester if you're allergic to Old oh, Forester. Oh, that gets me every time. Yeah, I, I, I that don't is understand. the worst. It's like, what? why did we have to point that out? We if I'm know allergic that, right? to something, of course I shouldn't take yeah. it. Oh, here's, terrible. Here's your medicine for nausea and dizziness. Possible yeah. side effects are nausea and dizziness. Well, <laughs> Daddy needs his medicine, like, and it's really good. And so this is death. A, this is 115 proof, is it's that right? Fabulous. Yeah, it it's really fabulous. Yeah, it's When we it's did a really tasting fabulous. of a lot of the styles at Old Forester, this seemed to be one of the fan favorites is the 1920. I think this, this is, like, out of all the ones that I think of, this is probably my favorite. It is and really good. This goes without saying, but this is available at the rail yard if you're in Houston. Yes, yes. We and have 15%, that's the angel's share, right? Yes, yeah, so when you would have it in the rickhouse over time and over the the, the resting period for the whiskey, right. you would lose you know, through evaporation and to the, the heating and cooling to the angels, yes. Mm -hmm. And so what remained might be a little higher proof because it was more concentrated? Is that the way that works? It's less product for sure. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it affects the proof, though. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mine well, evaporated pretty quick. Yeah, it, it absolutely did, and mine is, look, I can almost see it going. Um, so we're going to take a break. Drinking news time is right around the corner, and we still have a uh, what I think is going to be a wonderful stout from the uh, boys at the brewery in Placentia, California. It's called Sweet Magnolia, and I'll have Ian describe it to you when we come back. Very excited about this and very excited, as always, about drinking news. It's Smoking and Toasting. We'll be right back. I can remember how that song went. Welcome back. It is Smoking and Toasting. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, hand-rolled cigars, and I today, of course, those pipes. Now, I know that my pipe is not going to stay lit by the end of Drinking News. It's just not going to happen. So I'm going to enjoy a couple of quick puffs while Ian brings us the Drinking News theme song. Drinking News, Drinking News, now it's time for Drinking News. Drinking News, Drinking News, 
Now it's time for drinking news. A Florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet. When asked about his absent arm, he said, uh, I have to take my gator to the vet. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. <laughs> well, our uh, drinking news today is, uh, again, uh, a story that we've pulled from the headlines. It, this actually happened. It's not from The Onion or one of the, uh, you know, the parody sites. Uh, this is for real because we live in a day and age where it seems to be easier than ever, or at least more common than ever, to try and get out of sticky situations you brought upon yourself by simply denying that you had anything to do with it. That's the Shaggy defense. That's what I'm hearing in my head right now. It wasn't me. Shaggy's excellent song, It Wasn't Me, playing in my head. That's the one where his girlfriend repeatedly catches him in the act of cheating on her in multiple locations, multiple positions. It wasn't me. And each time he simply says, It wasn't me. me. (laughs) From Donald Trump to Hunter Biden to... Prince Andrew, who says, by the way, he didn't pal around with Jeffrey Epstein and underage girls until, of course, the photo came out of him doing just that. Oh, yeah. Certainly, though, that couldn't be him. It was Percy. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. And the subject of our drinking news story today has taken a similar position to try and defend himself from criminal charges. Your Honor, wasn't me. (laughs) Wasn't me. This is the story of a Florida man... I'll delay for a moment. Florida man. A Florida man, 46-year-old Caleb Phillips, who was arrested recently on a warrant charging him with failure to appear in court in connection with a pending 2022 DUI case. As he was being booked and told to change into his orange jail jumpsuit at the Indian River County Jail, officers noticed something odd and were forced to investigate. What's that in your pants? As, uh, as they investigated, corrections officials found a plastic cylinder, cylinder containing methamphetamine under his penis. Now you think you have a crappy job. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. I ain't going to sing that one. I was, uh, yeah, that's a, <laughs> meth doesn't smoke itself. And you think you have a crappy job. How would you like to be the corrections officer who has to lift up the man's penis to reveal the cylinder containing the drugs? More coffee, warden? The Florida man naturally went with the obvious defense. Is that a cylinder under your penis or are you just happy to be here? The Florida man went with the obvious defense of stating that he knew nothing about it. Or to put it another way... Wasn't me. Wasn't me. <laughs> I was because holding it for a friend. Of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> because Florida. Phillips, who's now known to the, to the police as the drugs in his drawers inmate, told the cops that he, and I'm quoting here, did not hide the cylinder in his underwear. But he speculated that the meth was somehow placed there while he was asleep. I hate it when that happens. Phillips apparently did not identify the person who purportedly accessed his underwear for the meth delivery. But then Phillips made his case even worse by first disavowing any knowledge of the cylinder, but then claiming that he believed it to contain Advil pills. Cops noted that the meth was inside 
a small package of Advil inside the cylinder, which, of course, indicated that Phillips was, in fact, aware of what the clear container had held. Not quite thinking straight. His response? It was me. me. (laughs) Phillips was charged with narcotics possession and smuggling contraband into a detention facility, both of which are felonies, by the way. He's being held without bond and is scheduled for arrangement on January 4th. And he has Brandon for brains. (laughs) (laughs) The Florida man's rap sheet includes prior convictions for DUI, resisting arrest, marijuana possession, fleeing or eluding, possession of drug paraphernalia, leaving the scene of an accident, disorderly intoxication, and driving without a license. Hey, ma'am, at least this guy's consistent. Yeah. In fact, he is consistent because in each of those cases, Phillips claims that... Well, it wouldn't me. me. <laughs> Clearly, our Florida man is in a lot of trouble, not the least of which is that his new fellow inmate friends in jail may be inclined to search him for meth near his privates <laughs> on a regular basis. And not just under his jaunt. Hey, hey, that's the guy. That's the guy that had what's, it under his penis. What's <laughs> a hiding under there? All of this, as you may have guessed by now, has inspired me to once again wax poetic. As sometimes my understanding of a particular thing or occurrence can be dramatically enhanced by setting it to verse. And so, with your permission, I'd like to share some poetry with you now. A poetry reading, if you will, to help us all make better sense of this drinking news special report. Wasn't me. And it goes a little something like this. A Florida man in November had his meth hidden under his member. With a not guilty plea... He proclaimed, wouldn't me. (laughs) Hope his new cellmate Bubba will be tender. (laughs) It wouldn't me. Reporting live from the Indian River County Jail, where I hope the cops don't notice this bottle of Jose Cuervo Reserva de la Familia that I've got stashed underneath my (laughs) ding-a-ling. Fortunately, thanks to my size, it's almost completely hidden. Uh, my name is Cruz, and that is your... Drinking news, drinking news. That's our time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. <laughs> All right, so I started to get a little choked up there. I had the to... cojones that guy had <laughs> yeah. to say that. <laughs> so I mean, parts you know, of the world, is there a meth fairy that comes to visit you at night? Yeah, uh, they, under under your, your, the yeah, little yeah, you know, yeah. Dutch children yeah. or yeah, somewhere. Right. That, right. You know, under your pillow, under yeah. your penis. Hold on. This is when you lose your teeth from the meth, you put your tooth under the pillow. Yeah. There you I go. Mean, you and know, the meth fairy comes along <laughs> and puts a little vial under, you know. How do you how do you do that argument in court? Like, seriously, I could see you saying, well, that's not me on the tape. That's someone that looks like me. That's this, that, and the other. But the that wasn't under my own. I didn't yeah. know that was but there. But I, I didn't put it there. Wasn't I didn't me. put it there. I don't know wasn't how me. No. Came up and put it, that there? Was, it was the meth fairy yes, that yeah. my mother told me about her, the meth fairy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Kids, there's a few things we have to tell you about. There's Santa Claus. There's the Easter Bunny. And there's the meth fairy. <laughs> and the meth fairy believes in me. <laughs> yeah, the meth fairy believes I in me. I can you. do anything with the meth fairy. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, let's talk about something that's uh, legal and, uh, and potentially intoxicating. <laughs> Sweet magnolias. Yeah, uh, this imperial is imperial stout ale uh, aged in bourbon barrels with bananas, Madagascar, vanilla beans, and um, Nilla wafers added. It's wonderful. It is. Love it. it really is good. Love it. Let me tell you, Madagascar vanilla beans. And bananas? I get and the bananas. banana. And I definitely was getting and like a ripe banana. Am I the only person that when you when you get a package of vanilla wafers, the first thing you do is open it and then leave it there overnight? So you like them a little soggy? Oh. They got to be a little on the stale oh, side. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, so good. Well, I, I usually so. just open them and go right in. Mm-mm. So I yeah. used to be really excited when I saw vanilla wafers <laughs> because I thought, oh, this might mean banana pudding is in my future. Yes, yes. But my wife actually makes banana pudding with those chessmen cookies that Pepperidge uh, Farms. They're wonderful. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, so now you've blown Makes my mind. Hey, banana Ian, pudding. you know how I know you don't have kids? Because you can leave a thing of Nilla wafers on the cabinet all night long <laughs> and it still be there the next day. That's <laughs> like my friend Dave. His there, wife, there's that, I suppose. His wife, Gwen, loves those peeps, that those marshmallow oh, candies they yeah. release at Easter. Yeah. Except she doesn't like them unless she pokes holes in the cellophane and lets them become slightly stale and crunchy. Well, they and have to that's, breathe. That's they have to breathe. Like they have to breathe. Have to Those breathe. poor chicks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, this, Ian, the brewery is, this first of all. is outrageous. Yeah, the brewery is, first of all, an outrageously reputable uh, establishment. These guys have been making amazing beers like this for better part of a decade. Wow. And this one is... Maybe one of the better ones of theirs that I've tasted. Would you agree with that? Oh yeah, this is this is outrageously good. Yeah, it's, like it's so good. It's really um, delicious. The bananas, uh, especially after after the finish, it leaves this like banana yumminess. What is but the it alcohol? Doesn't, it doesn't taste like banana flavor. Right. No. It tastes like actual right. bananas. It doesn't taste like they oh, yes. added banana flavor. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like Pat was real asking, bananas. What, what's the ABV on oh, this? Oh, do you really want to know, Pat? <laughs> I don't, it's like ripe bananas. Eighteen point one percent. Wow! But you can almost set this on fire. So that lager that we had at the beginning was what about five? Yeah, something and this like is that. Eighteen point 18. something. You know, it's wow. earned. We tripled it. it it's it's earned so it. good. This is so good. good. I just go back to why I don't mm. want to do Zoom calls after the uh, show. Uh, no <laughs> more Zoom calls for you. <laughs> this the oak. Is the oakiness and the yes. banananess, like they just form like Voltron or something going on there. I don't know if I get Nilla wafer, but there is kind of a, a sugary. That's because the banana actually and the vin- and the Nilla wafer, right, we're used to that working together. You right, know what I mean? Yes. Banana from, pudding style from Nanner pudding. Yeah, and also from uh, the special uh, type of sandwiches that Elvis liked. And yes, with burnt, yes. fried with I mean, burnt bacon, bacon and bananas. This, fried bananas yeah, this and, almost uh, brings no a tear to my eye. This is amazing. It's yeah. really this good. It doesn't have to be cold, even. No. It doesn't need no, to be cold. It's not going to need any of that. You, cold masks a lot of flavors. I don't think we need to mask any flavors in this. No, no there's there's flavors that deserve to be unmasked. Sweet magnolia. Sweet magnolia. Sweet magnolia. Mm-hmm. So good. Wow. That's. Would you say that's one of the better stouts we've ever mm. had on the show at 357? 100 percent. That is so good. This I would definitely drink floating <laughs> down the river. I bet we've had between 75 and 100 stouts on the show. Oh, wow. Oh, at least. Over, over time, right? Again, no Zoom calls <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right exactly. after, after the show. Exactly. Nope. Uh, Probably no calls I, after the show. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Exactly. Except to Uber. That's yes. It. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I just uh, I just 
feel like oh, oh, did, Terry, have I not passed you? No, you're good. My time. I was saying my time's shut off. Did yours? Oh uh, no, I, I'm still uh, I'm still going, and we got a couple of minutes. Good. Thanks okay. for checking. I, I thought maybe you were pointing so at the beer. No. I didn't my, get mine. <laughs> my time shut off, and I was like, oh no. Uh, I got to say though, out of all of the stouts we've had, this is one of the better ones. Oh, and if you go back to the whiskey, if you have any whiskey that I would. hasn't oh, yeah. evaporated. Yeah. Um, and then go for the pipe, too. Yeah, the yeah. pipe brings out, like, chocolate in the whiskey that I didn't have. I had oh, no yeah. clue was even there. Yeah. There's, like, a chocolatiness that, um, like, wow. Did not expect. Mm. So, interestingly. Hope people are thanking Christmas gifts here. Yeah. For some oh, reason. Yeah. Something tells me yeah. well, you should I will tell you, that. this is a legitimate Christmas gift. Like, you're not being an El Cheapo if you give them... One bottle of this, oh, because that's about a thirty-eight dollar bottle 30 of, yeah, wow. yeah, of uh, a beer right there. Wow! Uh, but I'm going to be so bold as to say, worth every penny. I'm going to yeah. tell you when you buy a beer that is uh, what is this, twelve point seven fluid ounces, and it costs thirty-eight dollars. That's pretty expensive, but yeah. holy Toledo, that's good. Yeah, really think good. Think about think about this. That is only point seven ounces larger than a Bud Light. Yeah. What's yeah. what half a wine bottle basically three seventy five yeah, yeah. 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 so yeah. you know but uh, but again I'm just gonna say well worth it holy well. mackerel and and I would just speak to the quality of the brewery which by the way the brewery is spelled B R U E R Y that uh, that the quality of these guys overall yeah I don't think we've ever had anything of theirs that was well, less than and they're so willing to go way outside the box like their flavor profiles can go all over the place where are they from uh, California the, yeah they're from uh, Orange County Petaluma I think California oh. uh, but I will say it says OCCA uh, Placentia so. California um, oh. but I will say these guys are to like stouts and bigger beers what the folks at ingenious uh, here in the Houston area, are to IPAs. Right. Yeah, those right. guys just, yeah, there's nothing they won't try. It's you know? just outrageous. <laughs> yeah, just ridiculous. big and outrageous yeah. all the time. And it just kind of uh, kind of keeps going. Um, I, I, I got to say, I feel really good about this show because, in addition to some really great pipe tobacco, we had a drinking news that everyone seemed to enjoy. We've had some exceptional whiskey. This sweet magnolias from the brewery is great, and we had Nicolas Cage stuff. So, I mean, is there, is anything really missing from this? I mean, Dancing Girls. What else is there? Dancing Girls. <laughs> you know, that, that's maybe the only thing. In beautiful weather, I'd, I'd like the to say weather. today the weather hey, yeah, is I mean, amazing today. What a great today. patio to do yeah. this on! What a fabulous. Well, we do still have one final segment coming up, so stick around to see if we manage to fit in the Dancing Girls. It's smoking and toasting, <laughs> and we'll be right back. Pat, get your skirt on. Welcome back. It's smoking and toasting. What a uh, what a, a fun episode this has been. We have done the entire thing on location at the Rail Yard, and the Rail Yard is a wonderful bar in Houston, Texas, near the uh, 610 Loop off of San Felipe, close to uh, where our offices are, where we normally do the show in the studio. And it's been a lot of fun to be here and to uh, to hang out and talk whiskey and talk pipes. And uh, we, of course, love hanging out with Trey. Where everything is 18 proof. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Amazing. Mm. <laughs> the yeah. beers. All good. the beers, at it, least. It. 
Yeah. Well, and, I want to say thank you all for coming out here. It's well, been a beautiful you. day on the patio, and I've really enjoyed everything that you brought and, and my first pipe. So, you know, we'll I, always I remember. I really hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, and Ian, thanks for walking us through all the pipe stuff. That's, oh, man, no problem. Uh, essential and important. Uh, I'd like to point out, by the way, <clears throat> just in case you think we may have made up anything that we bring you on Drinking News, we always find it somewhere. And just in case you think we may have made up the Nicolas Cage News, it came from one of the most reputable sources in the world. It came from Popular Mechanics magazine. Oh. <laughs> wow! And I'm, and I'm not wow. even kidding you. Really? Of course it did. Popular Mechanics Why? magazine is the place where uh, you can read that story about Nicholas Cage. So uh, I knock can't. I out. don't even know what to say about that. Yeah. Popular right. Mechanics. I think he bought Popular Mechanics. <laughs> Maybe he did. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. That's why <laughs> he yeah. bought it with Lisa Marie Presley when they were married. <laughs> PR piece. Uh, I I think uh, it was either be Superman in the movies or by Popular oh, Mechanics, and so that's that's where he went. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though that uh, you'll find it sandwiched in between. A, uh, a fascinating article about a new uh, super tank and uh, the aircraft carrier that will take over the world. Uh, that's nice. what you'll find in Popular Mechanics. So. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> this has been great fun. Thank you again, Trey, for uh, <clears throat> inviting us to do our pipe show here. This has been one of the more fun pipe shows we've ever done, I think. So. Absolutely, Thanks. we'd love to have you. I mean, it's been it's been a wonderful day. Mm-hmm. And you just got to practice up on your pipe so that next year. I know, Maybe I gotta keep it lit. I mean, I'm just puffing, 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 lit, lit, and dies. By the way, we didn't get to this. I like to do it every pipe show. But Ian, would you demonstrate the proper use of this very long stem so, pipe? This is known as a Churchill, or a church, I'm oh, sorry, church, a church warden stem. Uh, and I have it here. Uh, this is my own little bit of iron, irony. Uh, irony uh, is I have it on a, um, a Meerschaum, a Missouri Meerschaum corn cob pipe. <laughs> so it's a little up class. It's a little down class. But the beautiful thing about a Missouri Meerschaum pipe is when you have it, in, or about a church warden pipe is when you have it in your mouth, and you do that thing where you take it out of your mouth like you're about to say something. It brings a level of gravitas, and especially if you go to point with it. So. You know, you have to look off in the distance a little bit, mm-hmm. and you got to kind of take it out of your mouth and yeah, oh yeah, and then yeah. don't say it. Everybody, <laughs> everybody listens. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's you right. have yeah. our distinguished yeah. gentleman pointing, he's, but not he's pointing. He's a smart man. Yeah. An extinguished yeah, awesome gentleman. gentleman. An extinguished. And then, gentleman. and then after you do it and you don't say anything, and then you point it again. Didn't you say something about Nicolas Cage? Right, right. right. So, uh, it, it's, it's just cow- People pay attention. Con Air, a classic. Con Air hey, be classic. sure to check out his new show on Netflix where he talks about curse words. <laughs> <laughs> and I could just hear that now. And it's so a real show. Welcome I'm back to the Nicolas Cage Network. Yeah, <laughs> I have to try that. Coming up on our show, uh, next week, our, uh, uh, our cocktail expert and bartender friend Chris Morris joins us to uh, talk holiday cocktails and make holiday cocktails. Oh, that's going to be Which fun. will be awesome. And yeah, no Zoom calls after that show. I <laughs> uh, uh, and then uh, the following week, our Christmas show, our uh, producer Adam in the Sky will be back with us in studio on camera, tasting Christmas beers with us and having our holiday party on air. How fun. <clears throat> and then uh, the following week, uh, this will air on the 30th of December. Um <clears throat> We'll be talking New Year's champagne and sparkling wine with our wine expert, Mark Burrell. 
So that is all to be looked That's going to be amazing. So a lot of good things coming. Thank you guys for being a part of Smoking and Toasting. Thank you again, Trey, for letting us do the show here. Pat, thank you for joining us. And, uh, snakes on a plane. Snakes on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> F them, I don't care. Uh, have a wonderful week, everybody. Ian? Happy holidays, brother. Good to see you, baby. Uh, and you guys that are uh, a part of our little Smoking and Toasting Network, thank you for being here, for listening to us however you get us. And until we meet you again, as we like to say here on the show, cheers, cheers y'all. Cheers. Cheers.